Good evening. Glad all of you are here. We're working it. We're, we're going to get it all here in a minute. Uh, appreciate y'all being here tonight. And trust that uh, you come to worship the Lord and to uh, draw close to Him. Let's stand together, if you will. And let's begin this with prayer tonight, asking God to be with us and to be with those that may be out uh, spring breaking this week. So uh, the Lord will keep them safe. and everything in in all their lives. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings upon us each and every day, for the privilege that we have to live in a country where we can come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God, we just pray that you will move in our midst, that Holy Spirit, you will have your absolute way in our hearts and lives. Then we release all responsibility. We release all of our our cares, we release all of the things that we would do to hold you back. And we just say, we, we let go. And Holy Spirit, you have your way in our hearts and lives tonight. Guide and direct us. Be with those, Lord, that are traveling this week. Keep them safe, Lord, as they travel and help us, Lord, as we assemble again on this next Sunday morning to just come and to worship you in spirit and in truth. Guide and direct us, and may your will be done in this service tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Brother Dennis is going to play us some worship music. If you know the words, sing along with him, because I don't have a clue what he's going to do.
Aren't you glad there's none like him to worship him? Brother Dennis, thank you so much. We appreciate your talent and your uh, just makes it. He, I kind of envy him. I wished I could do that as well as he does. But uh, it's a blessing to me. I want to remind you quickly before we get too far along this coming Saturday. Guys, it is men's breakfast uh, at 8.30. I'm guessing here in the fellowship hall. So uh, if not, I'm sure somebody will let us know differently. Uh, ladies, Heart to Heart is next Tuesday. We'll be here at the church, I understand, uh, at 6 o'clock. So uh, we encourage all you ladies to come. I think they're going to have a time of praying together and uh, probably praying for specific things as well. But uh, I believe with all of my heart that prayer changes things. Sometimes it changes me. <laughs> and sometimes I'm what needs changing and maybe not my circumstances so much. But uh, I encourage you all to come and I uh, want to kind of give you a little heads up. The 26th is prime timers. Uh, we're going down to Gainesville, Texas to a, a family restaurant. It's Face Family. They've had it for I don't know how many years, but quite a few. But it's called the Wolf Den. And so we're going. The van will leave here. For those that want to leave uh, and ride the van, the van will leave here at 11.45. And then um, if you want to meet us down there, about 12.30. So that should be giving everybody time enough to get there. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. They have, we've eaten there before, and, and they, they do a pretty good job. It's pretty well home, cook, home cooking yeah. and, and good cooking at that. All right, before we get started in our... Uh, message tonight. Is there any prayer requests that you all, anyone that would have that you would like to mention that we can pray with you about before we... All right, Sister Marla? Yeah, just remember my sister that's in the nursing home. All right. We, uh, we've gotten to be, get acquainted with yeah, Miss Debbie. She's, she's, a, she's a sweetheart. She really is. So uh, remember her and she's in the same uh, facility that my uncle is and uh, uh, keep him in your prayers if you would. He's, uh, he's trying real hard to, to be able to walk better. And, and after the two and a half months of <laughs> almost being flat on your back, that's kind of a difficult thing. And it uh, doesn't help that he's in his 80s, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but he's, he's trying. That's, that's the thing that I encourage him. I said, hey, I don't know how long it's going to take, but... You just keep trying, and little by little, I think it'll get better. So, but keep him in your prayers as well. Anyone else? And as I mentioned a while ago, uh, yes, Marla? I guess I have another one. You know, my uh, leg is still broke. I'm, I'm still waiting on the machine that they're supposed to put on or something. I don't know really how it works. For three months, I still haven't got it. <laughs> okay. Amen. Let's anyway. remember Marla in our prayers. God is there again. God is able. And uh, if he uh, wants to get the machine, tell him, Lord, speed it up. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> Brother Gerald. Uh, and her lungs 
viral, this viral thing in her, in her body, just pray the Lord will just get rid of it and it'll move right on out. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Cameron's Aunt Lily had surgery yesterday. Okay. Cameron's Aunt Lily had surgery yesterday. Pray she gets speedy recovery and go back, uh, get home and get back on her feet well, quickly. Amen. Anyone else? Any praise reports? Oh, yeah. Thank, thank the Lord for speedy recovery. Yeah, that's good. All right. Anyone else? Awesome. Well, thank the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's that's good. We praise God for those those good reports because sometimes when we go those place those things we're going, Lord, please, please. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's kind of like in my heart I'm going, please, Lord, a good one, a good one, please. And we're glad yes, that uh, Sister Carrie's dad is uh, that it's not any bigger. In fact, seem to be smaller. We, you know, God is able to do anything that we ask Him to do. So we remember that. Anyone else real quickly before we pray again? All right, let's join together in prayer and ask the Lord to bless in these requests. If I forget them, don't hold it against me, but uh, I will try to remember them. Father, we thank You, Lord God, as we come before You one more time and ask You, Lord God, for the needs that have been presented here this evening. Father God, I just thank You, Lord, that You know our need even before we ask. You understand our lives. You understand our circumstances, our situations. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you already know the need. But Lord, you have said in your word to ask and we would receive, to seek and we would find, to knock and it would be open to us. And Father, we ask together for these requests that have been mentioned here today. Father, we first of all want to thank you for the praise reports. Uh, Lord, for Sister Jessie's brother being able to be back up and, and doing well after open heart surgery. Thank you, Father God, for your, uh, the hand, your hand on his heart and his life and, and ministering to him spirit, soul, and body. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the good report that carries Dad God as well, Lord. And just we give you the praise and the honor and glory because we know that you are the God who heals us. You are the God who stands in our, on our side and works in our behalf, Lord, sometimes even when we don't always see it. Father, we pray for these needs that were mentioned here tonight. We pray for uh, Cameron's Aunt Lily. We pray for uh, Lila, Lord, this evening, that you would touch and heal their bodies and minister to them. Lord, I pray that in Lila's case, Lord, that this uh, virus, virus will die and leave her body in the name of Jesus uh, and that healing and, and breath will come into her body. And Lord, she'll be able to get up and be a child again and to do the things that she'll 
children like to do. Uh, Father, we pray, Lord, for Debbie tonight. Lord, minister to her, spirit, soul, and body, and also to Sister Marla. Lord, touch this leg, Father God, and speed the, the delivery of the machine, or, or Lord, speed healing into in her body, into her leg, that it, will be, that it will be healed, and she'll be able to walk like she wants to and like she desires to. Father God, minister to each and every one, every life here today. Lord, there may be needs. Father, that there have, those have come tonight with, they didn't mention them, but Lord, you already know those needs. And we just pray, Father, that you will minister to them and that you will touch every heart and touch every life. Father, we pray, Lord, as we enter into this time of study of your word, Lord God, that you will anoint us to speak the words that you would have spoken, Father God, that you will anoint every one of us that I will have ears to hear, hearts to, and minds to understand, and Lord, the ability to allow it to be placed deep within our heart that we might better serve you and better give, be an example to the world around us of what it means to be a child of God. Father God, guide us and direct us in all that we do for your honor, your glory, and your praise. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. This is a little different tonight, but we're going to get right into the Word. And I'm going to find this little thing, and we're going to see how much fun we're going to have. <laughs> I don't know how this, exactly how this works. Do I push that little green button, Merritt Rick? All right. Does that put me on or not? All right. Or not. Maybe I'm not. Okay, just, <laughs> Rick, you get to do it. I'm not going to mess this up, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do want to say I appreciate Brother Ethan, uh, our assistant pastor, helped me with this. I, I am very technology challenged, okay? So that kind of stuff just <laughs> kind of blows. Uh, you know, I have a lot, lot of problem with it. I'm doing good to hunt and putch on the, on the computer keyboard, so uh, that's my deal. But Brother Ethan helped me with this, and I appreciate all of his help with it. Tonight I want to talk for a few minutes about are you full? Um, some of the things that Pastor has been talking about lately has been challenging us in our walk with God. And some of the things that I, I understand better, and, and again, this I want to say uh, a thank you to Brother Ethan. He teaches our um, Sunday school class. And for me, I don't know about anybody else, but it has been very helpful to me as, as a child of God to better understand the God that I serve yeah. uh, and, and how, how big He is, how mighty He is, how, how full of everything that you and I need for life and godliness, it's already embodied in Him. And so I want us to look at that tonight. Uh, the scripture we want to start with is John. Uh, next one, there we go. John chapter 1, verse 14. It's very familiar to all of us. If, if, if we've been in church any time at all, we, we've heard this, I'm sure, preached on. Uh, last Sunday night, Brother uh, got, Gary, he sit there as one of his scriptures he referred to, and I'm going, okay, Lord, he's, <laughs> he's going to preach my sermon, I'm not going to have anything to talk about. But he didn't. But I like this, how this reads. John chapter 1 and verse 14, 
And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I don't know if you paid much attention to the background, but uh, I told Brother Ethan I wanted a, a really big lake. Because to me, this helps me to understand who Jesus is. Helps me to understand why I can trust Him. Now, I, that, that lake is, is a pretty big lake. Uh, go back one on there, if you don't mind, Rick, and that, we'll kind of look at that because... Here, here's the point. We look out and we look at this lake. We, we see this. It's full of water. How did it get full of water? Either rain, more than likely, or big snows or something like that. But we see this body of water. When you look at that, that lake looks like it's big enough to be a water supply for a large city. It looks like it's big enough to have some big fish in it, if you like fishing. It looks like a lake that's big enough to satisfy if you need it for irrigation. There's plenty of water there. It's almost like it looks big enough you would have a very difficult time draining that lake out. And when I do that, when I look at this and when I read that, that scripture here a few weeks ago, a pastor had asked me to speak for him tonight. That word full just really, as he says, resonated in my spirit because it talks about having more than I need. So when we talk about Jesus, when we look at this, and, and the writer of John tells us that we beheld Him, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the, as of the only begotten of the Father, but He was full of grace and truth. He came to earth, I believe, that way. Yes. Why do you say that? Look at Him. Go take for a moment and go back in your mind to the book uh, to where it talks about when Jesus went to and His parents went to the temple and He was around 12 years old. What does the Bible tell us? That they went, they did the, the sacrifices, they did all of those things that were required by the law and that, that God had, had told them to do. They head back home, they've gone a day's journey from Jerusalem back toward home, and they don't realize, and I, I kind of wonder sometimes if, you know, when they got to their stopping place that evening, and they look around and, and Joseph looks at Mary, well, where's Jesus? And she looks at him, well, I thought he was with you. You know, I can just imagine that. Well, where's he at? And they start searching. Has anybody seen Jesus? Has anybody seen Jesus? And nobody has seen him, so they go back to Jerusalem. But where do they find him? They find him in the temple with the scribes and the Pharisees and those men have learned that have learned, have studied scriptures, and he's talking to them, asking them questions, but he's also answering questions to them as well. So as, he, as a young child, he was full of grace and truth. Why are those things important? It's God's grace that enables you and I to live from day to day. It is God's grace that allows us and enables us to be the child of God that He wants us to be. I cannot be a child of God. The truest for a statement you will hear anybody make in this world is you talk to them about serving God. Well, I just can't live a Christian life. You know what? You're absolutely right. 
You and I on our own and in our own abilities do not have what it takes to live a Christian life. That's why Jesus came. That's why He's full of grace and truth. Do we like the truth all the time? No. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can't remember. It seemed like there's, there's a song, I don't know if it's country western or not, but it's, you know, you know, tell me some lies. You know, Don't tell me the truth. Just tell me what I want to hear. But the problem with telling you what you want to hear does not necessarily put you on the right path. If I live, it's like we live in a road, I've threatened to do this a lot, but I haven't done it yet. Uh, in front of our house, it, it's a gravel road, but it goes and it makes a sharp, sharp curve and people fly down that thing like it's racetrack. And I've threatened to take my tractor out there and dig me about a foot and a half trench across that <laughs> road, slow them people down. But you know what would happen if something were to happen if we got, say, a lot of rain? Because on the other side of that curve is a drainage from a pond. <laughs> and if that pond drains and washes out, somebody needs to be told, not only do you need to slow down, you need to stop because there's not a road there anymore. How many times have we heard that? We've heard the old expression, you know, uh, there's one that story told about two uh, uh, Louisiana preachers and they were uh, standing there with the bridge was out and they were standing trying to get people and they were going, you need, and I can't remember exactly how they said it, but they were in essence was, you need to slow down, you know, you're, you're, going, to, you're going into destruction, you're, you know, and they're going, all oh, these crazy preachers, and then by the time they hit, hit around to see that bridge, you hear the tire squalling, you know, and they're trying, they were trying to, and the other one says, you think maybe we all should have put a sign up there that said, just bridge out? Sometimes in our, in, our, in, our, in our efforts to win people to the Lord, we overcomplicate it. We sit there and, and, and we try to make it too hard sometimes for people to be Christians. We get, sometimes we get in their face. Now, if God tells you to get in somebody's face, then you do it. But if He doesn't, God wants us to tell them the truth in love. Amen. If you see me doing something wrong, please don't sit there and go broadcast it all over Facebook. Come tell me about it first. Because the whole point about it is, I am a human being. I can make mistakes. And Lord knows, I make enough of them. You know, to keep myself, <laughs> I keep myself humble, I think, because I may. But when I look at Jesus, what is He? He is full of grace and truth. Wherever He goes, wherever He walks, whatever He does, grace and truth literally exude from Him. Now, why is that important? That's wonderful. But if like that lake, if He is like that lake, and I want to submit tonight, He is so full that it makes no difference if every man, woman, boy, or girl living on the face of this planet right now were to come to God, were to make Jesus Savior and Lord of their life, there's enough grace to save every last one of them. There's power in the blood of Jesus. 
There is saving power in the blood of Jesus. There is that ability that He gives us to walk and talk with Him. There's that ability He gives us to function in the world in which we live, to let our light so shine before men. You know, Jesus said to do that, but how do we do it? By His grace and His truth. Everything we do is by His grace and by His truth. When I, when, and Brother Gary talked about, you know, what is truth and these things. But the thing about it is, if He is not my truth, I'm walking on some pretty shaky ground. It saddens me to think that there are people that want to think, well, I've got, I've got all the answers. Just, you know, I, I'm doing okay. But the point about it is, the day will come when they stand before God to give an account of their life. And if Jesus is not Savior, and if He's not Lord, and if they've not experienced that grace and that truth, the Bible says eternity for them is a very terrible eternity. We all owe it. We're going to live somewhere. You're going to spend eternity somewhere. Where do you spend it? What does He offer you? He offers salvation, but that salvation comes full of grace and truth. We think about what He has done. Where does He go? The, the next one, please, Rick, after the second verse. Okay, in verse 16, now here's, here's where the good news comes. Of His fullness, of what Christ is, we have received, we've all received, you can't run His well dry. You can't run His, His, uh, His resources dry. First of all, He's Creator God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. But the word God there is the word Hebrew word Elohim. Meaning more than one. What is the very the first or one of those part uh, verses in John? I can't remember right off the top of my head, real quick, which one it was. But he says, "He in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." What Word? The same Word that was in the beginning when God created the heaven and earth. Jesus was there when it happened. He was there when the angels were created before God created the earth. I'm, I don't know what time frame that is. You know, that's God's problem. I have enough problem with sometimes living from moment to moment. You know, I'm trying to think past eternity just boggles my mind. But God has always been there. Jesus has always been there. The Holy Spirit has always been there. And they're all. They are both. Jesus said if you told one of the disciples, they said, you know, Lord, it'd be good. Show us the Father. <coughs> and Jesus said, have I been so long with you and you don't realize? And I'm putting this in, in, in my, my way of thinking. Have I been with you so long that you do not realize that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? The Bible says, I think it's Paul that says that he is the express image. In Oki, in Oki language, he's a spitting image of his dad. Yep, yep, that's it. He's just like the father. So when we, what we see in Jesus is exactly what the father's like. So if Jesus is full of grace and truth, then God Himself is too, yeah. and the Holy Spirit is too. Right. 
Why does, you know, why does, the, you know, I think it's Paul that said, or Jesus who said, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will guide you into all truth, for He will speak of the things I tell Him. He will tell you the things that I tell Him to tell you. And it will always be truth. It enables us to live. So what is he saying? Jesus went on to, or the writer says, of His fullness. We've all received and grace for grace. I think about this. You think about the, the lake, the picture of the big lake. And I look at that somewhere, maybe in the mountains, but there's a big lake that has filled up and it is now overflowing. And I think about this. And I'm think, I think about the scripture that Jesus said. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. I'm, you think maybe he's talking about those kind of rivers? Yeah. He's not talking about a creek. Nope. He's not talking about the Red River. He's not talking about, I've never been to the Nile. I hear tell it's miles wide when it gets close to the ocean. But it's huge. Yeah. It's almost like a big flowing lake. Yeah. But the thing that we need to ask ourselves is, and what I, think I want us to think about for a moment is, Lord, am I flowing, am I trickling, or am I flowing? Does your life, does your power, does your love flow through me like a river? Because Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Now when I think of rivers, that, that means more than one. At least two, maybe 20. But what is it, where does the point come? What happens for us as children of God? Where do we put this? How do we make this work in our life? We simply look to Him and realize that He is the source of all of it. And all I need to do is to get myself in a place where He flows through me and flows through me and flows through me. Stop and think about something. The book of Acts tells us about Peter and John went to the temple to pray. Everybody remember the story? There's a lame man. Lame from his mother's womb. This man has not walked, does not have the ability to walk, does not have the ability to stand up and hold himself steady. Peter and John walk up to him and and he's begging for alms. That's the way he made his living. Off of the generosity and the the loving kindness of others. And he looks at them and Peter and John, what does it say? Peter and John says, look on us. Wonderful, they're fixing to really give it to me. Good. He's thinking money. And then Peter says, silver and gold have I none. I kind of think the guy... What did you stop for? (laughs) Because all of his life, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, he was 30 some odd years old. 38, something like that. For 38 years, all he has known is the ability to sit at that gate and beg. Somebody says, hey, bud, and look here. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. And then Peter says, I don't have any money. (laughs) 
But he said, what I have, give I unto you. Where did Peter get what he had? Where did John get what he had? It didn't come from them. They would preach later and said, you look at this guy and you see what has happened, but it's not because of us. It's not because of anything we've done. It's not because of anything that we are. We're not all that. But the Jesus whom we serve, the God whom we serve, that's where the answer comes from. That's where the power comes from. When you stop and think about that, when Peter reached out his hand to grab that man, that man could no more walk then I can fly without wings. Right. I haven't sprouted wings yet. <laughs> have been in an airplane. That's all I've flown. But the Bible says immediately. And if anybody that knows anything about the human body, if you haven't used your legs in 38 years, there's no muscle tone. Your bones are not strong enough. Nothing about his physical body was there to enable him to do what happened. That's right. My girl's mother is a nurse. She's been one for 38 years, somewhere thereabouts, almost 40. But I know one thing. If you don't use your muscles, they atrophy. And they will not work. So when Peter reaches down and grabs that guy by the hand, the power of God, the, that man that Peter was full of, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the power of grace and truth flowed through him, touched that man, and the Bible says immediately he leaping stood, had his balance, he could stand up straight. He could. Now the Bible says that he was walking and leaping and praising God when he went in the temple. Right. Why? Because Peter and John were full of God's yeah. grace and His truth yeah. and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about Stephen. Yeah. That he was a man full of grace and power. What did it say about the early disciples when, when they called out the deacons? What was the, what was the requirements? They were to be men of good report, but they were also to be men that were full of the Holy Ghost and power. Right. It's ours. If there's anything I would like for us to get in, in our own spirits tonight, anybody that's watching this program, that's watching this, this broadcast God has the power. All He wants is your availability. All He wants is how much of it do you want? I remember growing up as a kid and there'd be times that there was stuff I wanted to do, go outside and it was time for supper and we'd have to eat and I'm not saying it wasn't good, but I had my mind going on playing and I'd piddle with my food and eat a little bit of stuff and and then I'd sit there and say, I'm full. I'm going outside. Was I? Probably not. <laughs> See, I had my mind on something else. Right. Church, 
the same thing could be said about us as Christians. If God sets the table, and He has, how much of it do we want? How much of it do we desire? Brother Gary can stand behind this pulpit as much as he stands behind one. And I don't fault him for that whatsoever. He's our pastor. He's my pastor. But he cannot make you have what God wants you to have if you don't want it. God will not make us. Could he? Why, sure he could. Next verse, Mr. What did Jesus say to us? These things have I spoken to you, that my joy may remain. Where does joy come from? It comes from grace and truth. I hadn't thought about that until just now. You were, I don't know if you've ever preached or if you've ever taught classes sometimes at uh, church. Sometimes things occur to you. Joy comes from knowing grace and truth. Joy is what causes us. The word, if I'm not mistaken, that word joy in the Greek is, is, could be better translated as calm cheerfulness. When it's not all going well. When you feel overwhelmed to the max. When it seems like all of hell has decided that you're their target and they're coming at you with everything they've got, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's right. Where does that come from? When I know the truth, what does the Bible say? The truth makes me free. When I know that His grace is big as a mighty flowing river, when I realize that nothing that I face it ever phases God. You stop and think about church. What if we, tonight, instead of being here, we're living in the Ukraine? Now I have a belief in my heart that there are people over there praying and I believe God's doing things to help them out. And may I challenge us to pray with them and pray for them that God, you fight the battles they can't fight. You show yourself mighty in behalf of your church over there. And in behalf of those that are helping those churches outside that country that are helping those people that are are fleeing from from the, the devastation, from the destruction that's being waged on their land. But God is more than able. He's full of grace and truth. So when we think about these things, how much of it do we want? Does it mean that I go through life and I'm always on top of the world? You're still human, aren't you? Right. We, we struggle with that sometimes. I will be the first to admit to you, I struggle with that sometimes. And it's, <laughs> there'll be times it's like I'm going, Lord, I'm not man enough for all of this. <laughs> this is about to eat my lunch, Lord. But what is it? He will make a way. He will make a way. 
I think about Brother Don, Brother Don, you may think that was insignificant, but God will open up a drain out of a sink if he has to. Yes, he will. God will open up the way. If God made a way in the, for the children of Israel through the Red Sea to walk across on dry land, yeah. that's a whole other sermon all of itself. God dried out a seabed in nothing flat. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful east wind. I don't care what anybody tells you. But if He did that for them, if He has moved time and time and time and time again for people all through up to this point in time in life, then God will do it for us. Amen. Yes, he will. Are we full? How full? I could rephrase it, I guess, and say, how full do you want to be? Because church, there is a world outside these four walls that need to know and experience the life and the love and the power of Jesus. I'm going to do the next one here. I don't wish the next one is. (laughs) What does he say? John chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you that in me... Oh, good. Underline that in your Bible if you want to. That in me, you may have peace. (laughs) Not going to find it in the world, are we? (laughs) I don't watch the news. It just, I get too mad. (laughs) I'll just be honest with you. Stuff I see is like, okay, you people are just not telling me all that I need to know. But Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation. Wonderful. But be of good cheer. I have. Past tense. I have overcome the world. What makes us an overcomer? That we are in Him. And what does He say? We beheld Him full of grace and truth. And I'm in Him. So, go back in your mind to the picture of the lake. It's kind of like Ezekiel, I believe it was Ezekiel, when he was measuring the river. And it started out ankle deep. And then it was thigh deep. And then it was knee deep. And then it was hip deep. Next thing you know, it was waters to swim in. Why? Because God has plenty for every body. How much do you want? How much are you willing to put forth? What are you willing to put forth to get what God has for you? That's a lot of it, church. How much am I willing to let go and let God be what He wants to be in my life? Every day, walking out my salvation, walking out what I believe, so in front of a world that does not know Him. Go to the next one. Are you full? I can't answer that question for you. I'm not going to try. I can only answer that question for myself. You can only answer that question for yourself. But you know what? We sing that song. I think Sister Julie sang it either last Sunday or maybe last Wednesday. But there is a river that flows from God above. There is a fountain that's filled with His great love. Come, 
to these waters, there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. Stand with me if you will. Heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. Do you know this Jesus that I'm talking about, this one full of grace and truth? If you don't, you can. If you're watching this program on, on YouTube or on Facebook or even on our, our website, you can know this Jesus who is full of grace and truth. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, is there anyone here tonight would raise your hand and say, Brother Allen, I need to know Him. I want to know Him because I need all the grace and I need the truth so that I can live my life every day like I ought to. But you'd signify that by lifting your hand. We'll wait just a moment. If you're watching this on your computer or on a, some kind of screen or, or phone or something, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm not really where I ought to be with you, but I want you to come in. You know what the Bible says? That He will. And I pray that if you make, when you make that decision, call the church, contact the church and let them know. Or tell somebody that you made Jesus Savior and Lord of your life. Church, the other part of this is to us as Christians. As we serve Him, can we be more full? Is there, is there more of Him that we can have in our life? I'm sure there is. How much do you want? How full do you want to be? I, I want to be more myself than I am right now. So those of you will come, find you a place either where at your seat or around these altars, but let's spend some time in prayer and ask the Lord to just guide and direct us in all this tonight.